So, um, how old is a dog typically when you get in? Dogs are roughly two years old. So, um, like we said, about birth and then the first 18 months or so are spent with a puppy raiser. Uh, come back and do another four or five months of training that usually puts a dog somewhere in the neighborhood of two years old. Now, sometimes, like if you say you have a person who might be a little older or not very sure on their feet, a little more um, fragile in, in their movements, that, dog, that person might get a dog that's, say, three years old, um, that has either had some extra training or something to make sure that the, the dog is going to be an appropriate match with the person. Just strength-wise. Strength. Okay. Walking speed, etc. And do all dogs that go through this training and are born at the CNI, raised by a puppy raiser, go back and start training, are they all accepted and become CNI dogs? No, no. In fact, the uh, I'd have to I'd have to check the actual stats, but it's um it's only like maybe sixty or seventy percent, I believe, of dogs that make it that that actually complete the training. And there's a variety of reasons for this. Um, maybe the dog's personality is just that they're, they're just wired differently, right? They're a little more skittish. Or if a dog shows any kind of sign of aggression, immediately kicked out of the program, right? You cannot have a service dog that has any signs of aggression. And, um, and then you also have dogs that maybe they do really, really good walking around a typical neighborhood. But if you get them into a major urban environment that has, let's say, sirens or jackhammers or subways or things that are really loud, the dog might freak out a little bit. Well, then you can't put that dog into service. And so that's where those dogs often get adopted out um, or they're kept as breeders for future dogs. Um, so the dogs don't just like get cut and they go away. I was they, going to say, find you it, said kicked you. out, but they that did. doesn't mean like to a shelter. <laughs> no, 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 nothing like that. But they, they would not then go through the, the training program. Right. And sometimes they're well-equipped for a different type job and, mm -hmm. And they do that. And I do know the puppy raisers, if I understand right, often can get them back. Yes, I believe that that is an option. Which, man. So it's win-win either way. The dog matches really good. And uh, How are you feeling about having a new dog in the house? Um, well, from what I, we usually get a lab. And I say we like it's half mine because, <laughs> right. you know, in my heart it is. He lives in your house too. Um, but I do know they say labs typically don't outgrow the puppy stage till they're three or so. Mm. So I do know that the first year they can still be, you know, they'll get a hold of something and chew it. Mm -hmm. or Because when they're out of harness, they behave like any other dog. Maybe better behave than most dogs because they're taught well, not to get on furniture and absolutely. That such is like true. that. But they're still dogs. They're, they're still, still, and you they're know, still they're going to get in the garbage if they get a chance. Right. Dog will stick Especially in the garbage. Dog will, dog will chew on the leg of a, <laughs> of a puppy. will chew on <laughs> the leg of a, of a couch or eat a pair of underwear or something <laughs> gross and awful like that. But yeah, I mean, dogs are dogs. So, you can't take the dog out of a dog. Right. So we will have, you know, a year or so of helping it continue to grow through that, that puppy mischievousness. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm, I'm so excited. And I think part of the reason I can be so excited is knowing that 
Elliot is in such a fabulous home and that he's living such a good, he is spoiled rotten. Oh my God. It's like the Ritz Carlton for that dog. Oh my gosh. Knowing that he is like, man, gold watch, everything, the perfect retirement (laughs) for him. He's the equivalent of a gold watch. Um, So knowing he's so happy, Mm it kind of opens my heart easier to accept someone new, but I'm excited to see the different personality that this one will bring. Um, they always earn a nickname. We've had mm-hmm. Ninja. We've had, you know, pretty crazy boy. head. Yeah. We've had pretty boy. Um, to, so just seeing what this one's like, mm-hmm. they all like different games. Mm-hmm. I thought all labs liked fetch. Yep. Last two haven't. No, and Both Garrett and Elliot did not want anything to do with fetching. Nothing. They are like the anti-retriever Labrador retriever. Right. And one of them was was like afraid of water. Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. we had one that would, if you got him near water and he was loose, he was going to be in the in pool. It. You know. So, and then another one that didn't want to walk on grass if there was dew on the grass. <laughs> so they're just, you know, getting to know what this one's like. I do know from just being getting to be here that the first few months of you and the dog working together, you don't just walk off the plane and bam, you're the perfect team. Mm, No, no. And they usually say it takes six to 12 months to really even start to feel like a good working team. I remember with my first dog, they said, you know, it'll take you six to 12 months. And it was about six or seven months after I first got Dasher that I was walking across campus at Missouri State, and I um, I realized that I I wasn't having to think as much. That that we were on a path that we had been on many times. The dog knew the path. Um, I was I was figuring out the dog's body and his movements, and I could judge all that. And I just remember thinking, "Wow, it was so easy to get back home from class today." That's the moment. That's the moment when you feel like, okay. This now we're a well-oiled machine and we work together. Doesn't mean that mistakes won't still happen, sure. but um, but after a while you do. You feel like you kind of get in sync with the dog, where the dog knows the person, the person knows the dog, and um, hopefully then you can you know navigate even better. And we always have because of your specific lifestyle. There's always this you know in the beginning, are they going to be good flyers? Mm-hmm. Because what happens when you get on an airplane? Right. Dog lays down at my feet and um, we got to curls up and, and, you know, the dog's going to have to be a good flyer. He's going to have to be good with people because he'll be on stage in front of, you know, literally yeah. tens of thousands of people over his, over his lifetime. Um, dog's got to be cool with kids. We got grandkids. They're, kind of loud and rambunctious dogs going to have to be cool with that. Yep. And so, kids in public always mm-hmm. kids in public. Well, not just kids in public. You get plenty of adults in public that want to come up and pet the dog. Too. Well, and usually it's the kids saying, no, that's a service dog, mom. We yeah. can't touch him. But, um, you know, sometimes they will ask if, um, he's out of harness mm-hmm. and when they're a little older, sometimes you let a kid, especially if the mom says my kid's afraid, mm-hmm. you say, well, if you want to try petting him, it's okay. He mm-hmm. won't, you know, if and, he's laying down and taking a and rest working, off, yeah, right. which is always so sweet to me mm. because some people have reasons to mm. be very afraid. So giving them that introduction that, you know, Hey, some dogs are nice mm-hmm. is always special. Okay. So you bring him home and then what do you do immediately? This was horrifying to me at first. 
in the sense that it interfered with my fun. Oh, yeah. So whenever I get home, it's not just going to be like the dog comes in the house. I let him off of his harness and leash and he goes and plays with Marbleine. It's not going to be that. In fact, for at least the first probably six weeks, um, I do not let anybody interact with my new dog. Uh, or Which if it is, is so hard. It, I know, I know. <laughs> I'll keep that dog leashed at my side 24 seven for the first, you know, like I said, probably at least six weeks. And in that time, that dog and I are constantly bonding by being close to one another. I'm able to uh, start to see the ways that he's going to try to push the limits. And I keep saying he just because all of my other dogs have been he, but I could get a female. There's no, that's, that's certainly possible. Um, yeah. So that first six weeks is hard because everybody wants to meet the new puppy and he's so cute and he's young and he's got a harness. And I'm sorry. No, he's still got to be bonded to me for that first six weeks. We all have to kind of just ignore that he's even in the room mm -hmm. uh, because his his strongest bond has to be you. And we've had, you know, I remember one dog specifically was really just more naturally uh, comfortable with women. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, then that one took a little longer of just you mm -hmm. um, because, you know, that strong bond has to right. be Right. And we figured that his puppy raiser had primarily been female. Right. Right. And so, yeah, that was that was one of the reasons. So we had to we had to work through that. Yep. And it is hard because mm -hmm. we can't touch him when someone comes to the door to visit. We're like, OK, you have to just ignore the dog. Sorry. Take a picture and quiet. But, yeah. You know, <laughs> no petting, touching. But that's um, it's all very exciting. But it is daunting in the sense that, you know, it's a lot of work. It's 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 a it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And it's um, I'm a little trepidatious because at the CNI every day starts at five thirty. Uh, getting up, Bless taking the dog, heart. I know, getting up, Mine taking won't. the dog out for a, for a potty break at, uh, before dawn, especially when it's maybe still February in Jersey. I'm not especially looking forward to the cold, but it's a dog and he's awesome and he's going to be such a good pup and I'm excited. I'm excited. Good. We are, I am too. Our whole family is. Yeah. And um, it's a new adventure. It's a new adventure. It's a new adventure. Well, thank you all for joining us on this adventure that we call Compassion and Courage uh, Conversations in Healthcare. This is the podcast where we teach compassionate communication, provide perspective, and inspire resilience. Uh, thank you to everyone who continues to rate and review and subscribe and share, uh, doing all those social media interaction things. So thank you all so much. And we'll see you on the next episode of Compassion and Courage Conversations in Healthcare.